All right, everybody, welcome on into the ninth ep- episode of the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I am your host, CJ Dieters. Thanks for listening on in. Guys, it's here. Today is finally the day. It is the NBA draft. Um, we've done. I've done a couple NBA drafts, tons of people, or mock drafts, and tons of podcasts, tons of YouTubers have done tons. And now it's finally time to see where these guys really end up going. Now, before um, the draft actually happens, I want to do just one last preview of this draft before we head on in. Um, This will be kind of like a mock draft, but really I'm just going to cover team needs um, and what picks they have and what to kind of look for from these teams. So let's just jump right on in. So, the Pelicans have the 1st, the 4th, and the 57th pick in this year's draft. Um, as far as, and they just they just barely traded away Anthony Davis. Now they have a lot of young talent, and they have a lot of, young, a lot of picks. Um, as far as team needs, first off, you got to take Zion. Zion is now the new um, face of your franchise. The guy's going to be amazing for years. Um, at some point in this draft, I think the Pelicans a little bit of center depth. Um, I wouldn't do it at four. Maybe if you can trade back. Um, I've seen um, people talk about them trading back with the Hawks for eight and ten. And if they if they do that, then you know Jackson Hayes, Goga Batazde, Bull Bull are are options there. Um, but at four, um, I would look to fill their other need, which would be kind of wing depth. Um, I would look at guys like DeAndre Hunter or Jarrett Culver. Maybe Cam Reddish, but it, I think it's a little bit of a reach. I think if you got 8 and 10 from the Hawks, then you take, you could fill both of those needs. You could get Reddish, and you could get Batazde, Bobol, Hayes, you know. Um, yeah, I think the Pelicans are in a good position moving forward. They have a lot of young talent, and they've got a really smart GM, and they've got a good coach. So next we move on to the... Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies have the second pick, and they have the 23rd pick, who they, which they just picked up from the Jazz in the Mike Conley trade. So now it looks like the Grizzlies are actually moving towards a rebuild, which is really good. Um, you know, you sometimes you just got to admit that, you know, the past is the past. The grit and grind era was a lot of fun, and it lasted for a while, but, you know, it's over. The Grizzlies need to move in a new direction. They picked up uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. this last year. And he looks like he could be a stud. Um, so now it's time to put that next piece next to him and pick up some more depth. So they'll, it looks like they're going to take John Morant. Um, so John Morant immediately fills that point guard need for them. And then at 23, um, there I'm just I'm looking for anybody that I think can give me some minutes this next year. Can immediately contribute. Um, I'm not looking for any position in particular, just because they kind of need depth everywhere. They need they need some help. So I'm just looking for somebody young. I'm you know, I I really would consider some of these guys that are like 18 and a half, 19 years old, just with high upside, because you have time. You can build these guys up. So maybe like a guy like Talon Horton Tucker out of Iowa State would be a good fit here. At the 23rd pick, I mean. Um, the Knicks have the 3rd and the 55th pick in this year. 
this draft. Um, it looks like they're going to take R.J. Barrett, um, which fills two of their big needs. They need scoring and they need playmaking. He can do both of those. And then also, um, at 55, you're just looking for a guy that maybe can make your roster. But one thing I think the Knicks need to do, either at the draft or at the beginning of free agencies, you need to find a trade. It looks like they're not going to get the big free agents that they were hoping for. So they need to use some of their assets, some of their young core, uh, guys like Neil Kina, Smith Jr., Robinson, Knox, Trier, Dotson, you know, put a few of those guys together and try and get an impact player um, to put with R.J. Barrett right away. The Cavaliers have the 5th pick and the 26th pick. Um, really, they're just looking for talent. They're looking for young guys that they can mold. Um, at the 5th pick, I've... You know, a lot of people have said Cam Reddish. I think that'd probably be a, a decent fit there. Um, a guy you can mold... Um, if Culver or Hunter are still available there, I would look at either of those two instead. Um, some people have said Darius Garland. Now, when you're not very good, you do want to pick best player available. But at the same time, you already have Colin Sexton. I, I just, I would avoid putting those two together. Um, but if you are going best player available, he's probably... You know, he's probably better than Hunter and and uh, Culver at this point. But again, I I personally would look at either Culver or Hunter. Um, with the 26th pick, I'd just be looking to add, again, some more wing depth. Somebody can play the, you know, the three, the four, or the two and the three. Because um, really all they have right now is Seti Osman. Um, so yeah, the Suns have the 6th and the 32nd pick. They need they need a point guard. DeAnthony Melton and uh, Eli Okobo tried their best this last year, and Tyler Johnson, but they need they need that point guard. And I'm hoping Garland or White falls to them, and they can take one of them. Um, I look for them also in free agency to be really active, looking at D'Angelo Russell, Terry Rozier, Ricky Rubio, guys like that. And then with the 32nd pick, I'd be looking to add some front court depth, somebody to back up uh, DeAndre Ayton especially since you're not going to have to pay them that much, um, being the 32nd pick. Um, so you're looking at guys like if Bruno Fernando falls that far, Daniel Gafford, uh, maybe, uh, I think it's Mifiondo, Mifon, Kevin Gailey, that's his name. Uh, I, I have no idea how to say his first name. I'm going to have to look at, I'm going to have to listen to more people say it just to, to kind of figure out what it is. But there's, there's some decent backup centers that you can pick up um, at 32. Um, the Bulls have the seventh and the thirty-eighth pick. Um, they they also need a point guard. I like Chris Dunn, but um, if Garland or Kobe White are available, I would probably look towards getting one of those guys. And then at the thirty-eighth pick, they need they need some forward depth. They need guys that can actually play at the three and the four. They have they have a ton of guys, especially at the three. Um, Denzel Valentine. Timothy Lawalu Jr. or Timothy Lawalu Cabrero, my bad. Um, Chandler Hutchison, guys that maybe can contribute in the future, but you need you need somebody that can really give you some minutes. Um, a guy I would look at is maybe like Eric Peschel. 
or Pascal. I think it's Pachel out of Villanova. Um, there's some other guys. Uh, Ethan Happ out of Wisconsin. Um, Admiral uh, Schofield out of Tennessee. So there, there's going to be some options there, but I would try to find somebody that can actually give you some good minutes at the three and possibly the four for the Bulls. Now the Hawks have tons of picks. They have the 8th pick, the 10th pick, the 17th pick, the 35th, and the 41st. They had the 44th, but they just uh, sent that to the Heat for a 2024 second-round pick. And money. Money is the big one they got. They got $1.8 million from the Heat to take or, uh, for giving up that pick. I would look for the Hawks to make at least one more trade in this, in this, uh, uh, in this draft to either take on money from somebody or um, pick up more picks in the future. Um, but I, I wouldn't expect them to bring five guys onto their roster. One thing they could do is pick up some of these young prospects from Europe that are coming up. Um, there's, I think it's Servetus, Davidus, Servetus, something like that. And then there's a young kid out of um, Germany, 6'6", uh, six, six combo guard, um, and then there's Adam Makoka out of France. So I would look at them to maybe draft one of those guys as a drafting stash. And I would really look for them to use 8 and 10 or like 10 and 17 or something like that to try and move up. And, you know, if there's a player they really, really like, you know, package some of these picks together and go get them. Um, the Wizards only have the ninth pick in this year's draft. Um... Really, the, the Wizards are not in a position to, to win now, really. Bradley Beal's a great player, but other than that, nobody's really ready to win. So they can, what I would do if I was them is I would take on a project guy, a guy that you can kind of mold, and then I would look to probably trade Bradley Beal and get some more young talent to, to start building this team up. But you're looking at guys like Sekou Domboya, Cameron Reddish, even Nasir Little, as, you know, project guys, um, if I was the Wizards, I would actually look to maybe trade down a little bit. Um, you know, maybe you can find a team that has a couple firsts. Maybe you could use the ninth and go get 14 and 20 from the, the Celtics or something like that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, trade back. But also at the same time, if the guy that they've absolutely fell in love with falls to nine, then, you know, you got to take him. The Minnesota Timberwolves will have pick number 11 and number 43. Um, I think the biggest thing that they need is they need a power forward that can play next to Towns. Um, so you're looking at guys like Brandon Clark, P.J. Washington. Um, 11's a little high for Grant Williams, but Grant Williams would probably be a good fit next to Towns. Um, maybe you think Sekou Domboya is a, a four. Um, Rui Hachimura. They just need somebody that can play next to Towns that can take some of the defensive uh, pressure off of him and can also help space the floor a little bit. With the 30 or 43rd pick, um, I would look for them to add some point guard depth. Um, there's, you know, maybe Carson Edwards falls that far. I don't see him making it all the way to 43, but there's also going to be guys like Jordan Bone, um, Jalen Leck, um, Shamori Pons, um, who's the, the kid out of UCLA, Jalen Hands? Is that his name? I think that's it. 
uh, point guard of UCLA. So there's going to be guys that you can bring in for super cheap um, to add some more depth at the point guard. But also, if I'm the, the Timberwolves, I would maybe look to put the 11th pick with one of your big contracts and try and move off some money. Maybe you could put 11 and Gorgie Zhang and send them to the Hawks for 17. Um, just, you know, that's just something I just, I just saw on my paper here that maybe, maybe you take a chance at something like that. Um, if somebody wants to take Andrew Wiggins contract off your hands, maybe you look into that. Um, I, I think they could honestly be a team that looks into Chris Paul, um, maybe Wiggins and Zhang to the, to the Rockets. Um, I don't know if the Rockets would want to take that though. That's some long-term money and Wiggins really hasn't lived up to his potential at all yet. But anyway, we'll move on to the Hornets have the 12th, the 36th, and the 52nd pick. Um, their coach, uh, John Borrega, I think it's John, I know his last name's Borrega, um, has said that the biggest thing they want is shot blocking and rebounding. And at 12, I don't really see anybody that really fits that too well. Maybe a reach on a guy like Kevin Gailey, um... Maybe you think Bol Bol or Goga Bataze could be that. But I honestly would look for them to either trade up and go get somebody that can immediately be an impact player if Kemba leaves. Or trade down um, so you get a guy like Kevin Gailey where he really should be picked is, you know, in the early 20s or something like that. Um, and then other than that, the Hornets just need young players. Um, so at 36 and 52, you're just looking at guys that, you know, hopefully can fit into what you want to do and can grow with the team, grow with Miles Bridges and Malik Monk. Um, yeah. So next is the Heat. The Heat have the 13th pick and they, again, like I said earlier, they picked up the 44th pick from the Hawks. Now, a lot of people think that, um, they did that to... So that they can move 13 and still have a pick in this year's draft. Um, but it'll be, you know, they'll be an interesting team to watch. Um, I think if he falls to them, Tyler Hero would be an awesome uh, player to add to this team. But the big things the Heat need, they need, sh they need shooting. They have a lot of guys that can score, but they don't have much three-point shooting. And they need young, cheap talent um and that's what second round picks would be and i kind of think they should look to maybe buy a, buy another second round pick and again bring in young cheap talent um that you can start to form into what you need um eric spolster is a great coach there in miami and i think if you get the right guy with him in in the second round they could turn into something really good something special so next would be the Celtics. They have num picks number 14, 20, 22, and 51. Now, if I'm them, I'm not taking all these picks. I'm looking to trade for an impact player. Um, one option I, you know, I think they should look into is maybe putting all your first, so 14, 20, 22, 
uh, Gordon Hayward together and send them to um, to he- to Detroit for Blake Griffin. Now this would give you your actual starting four because they a lot of times they've played a guy that is more of a three at the four. This would give you a guy that can can run the the he can be your main ball handler in spurts. He can hit the three. Um, and again, it it limits the amount of young guys you're bringing onto this roster because you already have a lot of young talent. You want to kind of build up your veteran base. And at this point, Griffin is a better player than Hayward. Now maybe Hayward has his a bounce back year this year. I hope he does. Um, but I would, you know, if I'm them, I'm looking to to really find a number, you know, a number one, number two option to put next to Tatum and Brown. Another thing that they can look at, and again, they can fill this with 51, is point guard depth. Um, again, the you know, there's the guys I listed earlier um, when it came to, like, the T-Wolves that they can look into. Um, so next would be the Pistons. Um, and, again, another big reason I think that would be a good trade for the Celtics and the Pistons is the Pistons have, like, no really young, promising guys. They have some young talent, but none of them look like they could really develop into anything special, anything more than what they really are right now. But with 15 and 45, the Pistons need, they need scoring, and again, they just need young talent. They need guys that they can mold. Because Dwayne Casey's a good coach, it's just, when your team's really two guys, you really can't do much. And right now their team is Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Like Reggie Jackson every now and then has an okay game, but for the most part he's just a super inefficient point guard. So the next uh, team is the Magic. They have picks number 16 and 46. Um, really for the Magic, I think they just need a guy that can come in and either start or play big minutes off the bench day one. They also need some shooting. But biggest thing is you need a guy that can immediately be your starter at either the point guard, the three, or if you want to let Vucevic go, can play some huge minutes behind uh, Bamba at the five. Um, one guy I've always really liked for them, there's a couple guys, Romeo Lankford, but I think he'll be gone, Kevin Porter Jr., and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Um I think again they just need they need versatility and they need a guy that can can help right away. Cuz they're you know they're a playoff team this last year. It'll be interesting to see if they can move move up in the standings and move further through the playoffs. Um next is the Pacers. Pacers have picks number 18 and 50. Um one the, one of the big things I think the Pacers need to look into is power forward. Um, they could bring Thaddeus Young back this next year. But honestly, I would kind of look towards maybe moving on from him and trying to find somebody that really fits well with either Zabonis or Turner, whoever would, whichever one you're going to really move forward with. Now, they could keep both Zabonis and, and uh, Miles Turner, but it's not a great fit, especially in today's NBA. Um 
Another thing the Pacers need is they need some just some more wing depth. Um, Wesley Matthews did a great job of giving them that this last year in the playoffs. But, you know, he's going to probably leave in free agency or at least just demand more money. Um, if at 50 you could find a guy that could provide that, um, that I would take him. Um, I'd look at guys like um, Kyle Guy out of Virginia. Um, Yovel Zeusman, player out of Israel, looks like he could be a really good wing player. That's going to be a later second-round draft pick. And then um, another thing is you look into maybe some point guard depth as well. Because um, under contract, they're, all they're going to have is Aaron Holiday at the point guard going into this next year. And he really didn't show much of anything this year. Because Darren Collison's a free agent and so is Corey Joseph. So next team is the San Antonio Spurs. The Spurs have two picks in the first round because of the Kawhi Leonard trade this last year. They have picks number 19, which is their own pick, and 29, which is the Raptors. And big thing that they need to bring in is, is some shooting. They took the least amount of threes out of anybody in the league this year. Still somehow made the playoffs. But I think for them to really be successful, they need to add some more shooting. They will get DeJounte Murray back this year, um, which will help them out a lot. But again, they just need to add, they need to add somebody that can come in and hit some threes. You know, you're looking at guys like Keldon Johnson, Cameron Johnson, uh, Dylan Windler, um, Ty Jerome, <clears throat> Ty Jerome, guys like that. Um, and then another thing they need is they need a front court depth. You have, you have LaMarcus Aldridge. Sorry. One second. You have LaMarcus Aldridge. You have Yaka Pertle. You have Davis Bertans. But really, other than that, you don't have anybody that's really rotation-worthy in the front court. And at 29, there's there's some options there. Maybe Grant Williams is still available. Eric Pachel, a guy I really like out of, um, I think he's out of Latvia, Luka Semenich. Um, there's some options there, and I, I, I think it would be good for them to try and get a guy that can play the four, the five, can and can help space the floor a little bit. So next is the Thunder. They have the 21st pick, and really all I have listed on my paper is shooting, and I have a lot of exclamation marks. They need shooting. They They have to get shooting. They... If they get a player in this draft that can't shoot, then I'm I think the Oklahoma City fans are going to freak out because you have to have somebody that can help space the floor and take some pressure off of Paul George, Stephen Adams, and Russell Westbrook. They have to add some shooting. Next is the 76ers. 76ers have picks number 24. 33, 34, 42, and 54. Now, if I'm them, I'm I'm packaging some picks together and trying to get um, either somebody that can be a six-man or somebody that can start right away um, if you don't think you're going to bring Butler and Harris back. Um, they need some front-court depth. Um, so at 24, I would be looking at guys that can back up Joel Embiid and back him up for a lot of minutes because Embiid does not play a lot of minutes and he takes a lot of games off. Um, so you're looking at guys like Fernando, Kevin Gailey, um, Gafford, 
Um, maybe Eric Paschel, but I think Paschel is going to be an early second round pick. Um, but a lot has of news has come out lately that the 76ers really like Cameron Johnson, which he would be a good fit. He would, he would give them some shooting. He can play the three. He can play the four in spurts, but just an amazing shooter. And he's older. He's you know he's twenty three, so he's he's not a guy that you have to spend forever maturing and you know teaching the game to. Um, but yeah, th- all those second round picks, I would look to package those together to ma- either get another first round pick or get an established player. Um, next is the Blazers. They have the twenty fifth pick. Now a lot of teams or a lot of people think that the Blazers are going to use this pick in a trade. Um, on the Locked On NBA Network, they actually now I don't I, I I don't see the Bulls accepting this trade, but they did. But in that mock draft, they did. The Blazers sent twenty five Mo Harkless and Evan Turner to the Bulls and got Otto Porter Jr. in return. Which, if that's what the Blazers got, that would be huge. That would give them floor spacing. That would give them a good defender, good athlete, a guy that can handle the ball here and there, here and there in spades. Um, next to uh, Lillard and McCollum, that would be an awesome trade. Um, but if they don't trade the pick, what you're looking for is a small forward or a power forward that can come in and give you minutes. Um, again, you're looking at guys like Grant Williams, um, Eric Paschel. Um, just a second, let me pull out one of my lists here. Um, even like a Naz Reed, but Naz Reed's more of a center. Um, Dylan Windler again. Uh, yeah, so that, those are the kind of guys you're looking for with the uh, with the Trailblazers or a guy like Lewis King out of Oregon. Which, you know, if he went to, you got him, he doesn't have to move states. He just has to move from, uh, uh, crap, what's that city that University of Oregon's in? I can't think of it right now. Anyway, from there to Portland. Um, yeah, next pick, or next team would be the, uh, Brooklyn Nets, they have the 27th and the 31st pick. They did have the 17th pick, but they sent that to the Nets to get re- off of Alan Crabb's trade, or Alan Crabb's contract, and they actually got a really good player in return in Torian Prince, who's young, has is a really good shooter, and adds a lot of depth. So I think he is a lot better than anything they would have gotten at 17. But with the 27th and 31st pick, um, they could look to package those together to move up a little bit. Um, but what I would look for is some center depth, so somebody that to back up. Um, um, what's his name? Jared Allen. Um, so you're looking at guys, again, Kevin Gailey, Gafford, um, maybe even Naz Reed. Um, this is a little too early for guys like Moses Brown and Taco Fall, but... You know, maybe if you fall in love with one of those guys, you take them at 31. But biggest thing you're looking for is you're looking for bench depth. Because if you're able to get Kyrie Irving, you're able to get um, 
you know, if you're if you're able to get KD, you're able to get, you know, whatever, you know, Tobias Harris, one of these big time guys, big time max guys, then you're gonna need some guys that can come off the bench and give you some good minutes for really cheap too. Um next you have the Warriors. The Warriors have the twenty eighth and the fifty eighth pick. Um for them, I'm just looking for more shooters. Um especially off the bench. Um, Katie's hurt all year. Clay is possibly out for the entire year. He may be able to return for the playoffs. But you just need guys that can can help space the floor a little bit for Steph so when he does drive, he can kick it out to the guys. Um, again, you're looking at Cameron Johnson if he falls there, Dylan Windler if he falls there, possibly Grant Williams, Eric Paschel, um, Shooting's going to be at a premium in this draft. But there are guys available that can shoot. Um, so, moving on. The Bucks um, actually don't have any picks in this year's draft. They just traded away this, this 30th pick um, to the Pistons. Um, Pistons received Tony Snell in the 30th. And the Bucks got... John Lohr from the uh, Pistons. Um, with that trade, the Bucks immediately opened $1.5 million in cap. Um, I'm not sure yet if they're planning to stretch Lohr, which would give them another $6 million per year, or if they just you know just wanted to open up that $1.5 million, just open up a little bit more room. Plus, Snell had, I believe, three years left on his deal. Laura only has the one, so next year that money's completely off the books if you just play them out. Um, but if they did want to get back into the draft, maybe buy a, a second-round pick, I'd be looking for guys that can uh, just have huge upside. I'm not looking for guys that you know are really finished projects yet, but guys that I can kind of build behind Antetokounmpo to where when the veterans we've surrounded him with are getting too old. I've got this young guy I can bring up. Guys like Darius Baisley or Basley. I think it's Baisley. Uh, Nick Claxton, Lewis King, Luka Semenich. Um, just young guys that possibly have a chance of being something special. Maybe Talon Horton Tucker. Moving on, the Kings have the 40th, 47th, and 60th pick. Um... Now that Harrison Barnes, it looks like he's not coming back to them. Um, what I'm looking for for them is just wing depth and some length. Um, so you're looking at guys, you know, if, if he falls here, I, I would love to see them take at 40, like Matisse Thibel, add some good defense on the wing. Um, you're looking at guys like, again, like Lewis King, Darius Basley, um, You know, you're looking at maybe Chuma Okiki out of Auburn, Jalen McDaniels, uh, Admiral Schofield, Brian Bowen, Chris Wilkes. There's there's going to be guys available. So I'm just looking for wing depth. Guys that can, you know, because you already have De'Aaron, you have Buddy Hill, you have Bogdanovich, you have uh, Marvin Bagley. I'm looking for guys that can play that three position and give me some good minutes. Um... The Clippers have the 56th pick. 
Now, this is super late in the second, and the next team I talked about also has just one pick super late in the second. Maybe they look to uh, to get an earlier pick, or maybe they just look to sell this pick and just not take a pick in this draft. But if I'm the Clippers, I'm looking for some just somebody that can possibly play in your front court. Um, a guy I've seen in the mock drafts that I, I kind of think would be kind of fun would be Taco Fall, the seven foot seven center out of uh, Central Florida. Um, also, Moses Brown would be available around there. Ethan Happ from Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, this team and the next team, the Raptors, um, maybe you look to, to just try and sell this pick. See if somebody just wants to take this pick right off your hands for you. So again, the Raptors have the 59th pick, which is the next to last pick. Um, for them, if they do decide to take this pick, I would look at it like a draft and stash or um, just a super young guy that you can mold. Uh, maybe Jalen Leck falls as far. If he does, I would I would take him here because he's super young guy right out of high school that you can mold to be whatever you want, really. Um, six foot four, super athletic, can play the one or the two. Um, next team is the Rockets. The Rockets don't have any picks. Um, if I was them, though, I would I would buy a second round pick, which they did last year. They got Vince Edwards or Vincent Edwards, which he looks like he could actually make their roster this next year. Um, but I'm look. I would look to uh, to buy a pick just to add some more young, super cheap depth behind this roster because they're paying their guys a lot of money. You need guys that can come off the bench and contribute, but aren't getting paid a ton. Next is the Mavericks. The Mavericks only have the thirty seventh pick. Um, for them, I would be looking for uh, you know a shooting power forward. Um, Eric Paschel is another guy, is a guy that would fit in really well here. Um, when you get into the early second round, uh, Eric Paschel is a name. If you're watching any of these. You know, you're watching like the ESPN broadcast or anything like that. You're going to hear his name a lot if he hasn't already been taken. Um, the Nuggets are the next team. They they also don't have any picks. Uh, but if I'm them, I, you know, I, I'm not looking to take any picks. Um, one thing I would look for them is if, if a star player becomes available during the draft, I would maybe package some of my young guys together to go get a star, but you know, they've got Michael Porter Jr. coming back this next year, and you know, I just look at him as our draft pick. Um, so yeah, next is the Lakers, they don't have any picks, and I don't expect them to buy any picks because they're trying to get rid of the few uh contracts that they do have. All they have under contract after this, this Anthony Davis trade is LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, Mo Wagner, um. Jamario Jones and um, Isaac Bonga. And those those last three guys, they're looking to try and f find trades for them to get them off their roster. Um, yeah, and then the last team is my team, the Jazz. They had the 23rd and the 53rd pick, but now that um, they made the trade for Conley, which again is way better than anything they would have gotten at 23, um, at 53, I, I would still take this pick and I would look for a guy, I would look for either a good shooter or I'd look for front court depth 
or maybe maybe you can get both here. It just depends on who falls to 53. Um, I have a list of options here, and it just again it just depends on who falls. Um, Kyle Guy would be a really good um, point guard, shooting guard guy to bring in that can shoot really well. Tucko Fall would just be a really fun backup for Rudy at seven foot seven. Uh, Nas Reed I think would fit really, or would have more success with the Jazz just because of how great their their assistant coaches are and how good their uh, development staff is. Uh, Yovel Zusman out of Israel is a guy I, I like. You know, six seven wing. Uh, Jalen McDaniels. Um, Jonte Porter, if he's still around, I wouldn't mind him. You know, a five that can stretch the floor. A guy I, I would love it if he falls all the way to 53 is uh, Admiral Schofield out of Tennessee. Guy can score. Guy has a big body. He, you know, he's a lot like Jay Crowder, and I think he could immediately step into Jay Crowder's spot. And then also another, a guy I've list, or I said a lot of times, you have Eric Peschel, which I don't see him falling to 53. But if he did, I think the Jazz would immediately take him. Um, so with that, that'll end our draft preview. Uh, again, tonight's the draft. Um, after the draft, I will do a uh, kind of a, a draft reaction episode. Um, so be looking out for that. And again, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.